This message comes from NPR sponsor HubSpot. What if you could find, track, and close deals all in one place? Now you can thanks to HubSpot Sales Hub, a connected, customizable sales platform that's a joy to use. Try it at HubSpot.com sales. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Shay Stevens. Boeing's CEO is holding a company-wide meeting on Tuesday on the safety of the company's 737 MAX 9 jet. As NPR's Giles Snyder reports, Boeing is facing a lot of questions in wake of the mid-air blowout aboard an Alaska Airlines flight on Friday. In an email announcing the meeting to Boeing employees over the weekend, CEO Dave Calhoun said what happened Friday night must now be the company's focus. He said it's critical to work transparently with customers and regulators to ensure such accidents don't happen again. Calhoun is holding a webcast from the Boeing factory in Renton, Washington, where the MAX 9 jets are made. NPR's Giles Snyder reporting. President Biden credited black voters with helping him to get elected Monday during a visit to Charleston. As South Carolina Public Radio's Victoria Hansen reports, Biden spoke at the church where a white gunman murdered nine black parishioners nearly a decade ago. Survivors and family members of those murdered at Mother Emanuel Amy Church sat in the front pews as the president spoke about the tragedy. The word of God was pierced by bullets and hate of rage, propelled by not just gunpowder, but by a poison. That poison, Biden says, is white supremacy and has no place in democracy. The president said what is needed is the truth and criticized former President Trump for trying to overturn the 2020 election. He also took a swipe at another Republican presidential candidate, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, for not identifying slavery as the cause of the Civil War. For NPR News, I'm Victoria Hansen in Charleston. The Pentagon and White House are facing fallout over the unexplained absence of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. The secretary was hospitalized for nearly a week before top Biden administration officials were informed that he had been admitted. A Pentagon spokesman says the absence of a key staff member may have been part of the problem. New York is bracing for another major storm only days after some parts of the state received more than a foot of snow. Ava Pukach of member station WRVO reports that state officials say thousands of utility workers and dozens of equipment are on standby. Governor Kathy Hochul says this could be a life-threatening storm with up to four inches of rain predicted and the possibility of flash flooding in the region around Albany. This will be an emergency. It will be serious. And we're urging all New Yorkers to exercise extreme caution at this time. Other regions of the state could see wind gusts of 50 to 60 miles per hour, leading to high chances of power outages. Wind gusts could reach 70 miles per hour along the shores of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario, almost as strong as a Category 1 hurricane. For NPR News, I'm Eva Pukach in Syracuse, New York. You're listening to NPR News. The U.S. Supreme Court has refused to hear a second challenge to an Illinois ban on semi-assault weapons, which took effect January 1st. The plaintiffs argue that two lower court judges violated the 14th Amendment by upholding the ban, which was approved in wake of the 2022 mass shooting on a parade in Highland Park, Illinois. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has paid tribute to those killed when a Ukrainian jet was shot down shortly after takeoff from Tehran. As Dan Karpinchuk reports from Toronto, most of the passengers were bound for Canada and their families want the Iranian regime held accountable. 
The names of the victims were read aloud during a ceremony in Richmond Hill to mark the anniversary. 55 Canadians and 30 permanent residents of Canada were among the victims. Many family members who attended the ceremony say they still have no answers about what happened. Iran admitted that its military shot down the plane but has refused to pay any compensation to the families. Prime Minister Trudeau says Canadians will never forget the tragedy, adding that Ottawa has worked with allies for years to have Tehran take responsibility for its actions, referring the case to the International Court of Justice. He also says Canada and its international partners have initiated dispute settlement proceedings against Iran before the Civil Aviation Organization. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. Golf legend Tiger Woods has severed ties with Nike after 27 years. In a social media posting, Woods thanked Nike's co-founder, Phil Knight, for his passion and vision. Nike has posted a message online expressing its gratitude for the partnership with Woods. I'm Shay Stevens. This is NPR News.